Hey, we've got one fucking uh, listener who emailed us. So oh we're shit, that's right. Time. We got to talk about the meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he, what do you know who it is? Yeah, I wrote it down. Okay, let me read. No, no, no. What's the name? Oh, you're gonna say it. You're I'm gonna, gonna say. say. Okay, good. That's gonna be at the end of our bullshit. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, oh, we're already recording. Yeah, we're Great. recording. Hi, guys. Welcome back to what's NXT. NXT. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. We did it. Yeah, welcome back. We just watched, what, that was TakeOver Chicago TakeOver 2. TakeOver Chicago 2. Not even one great. CM Punk chant. So you know it was good. Actually, there might have been one, but I didn't hear it well. I don't think that there was. I think that they saved all of that for uh, Money in the Bank. The yeah, I think night. they knew the next night was coming and they just <laughs> said, well, I know where this is going. I'm Alec Basio. Oh, yeah. I'm Tristan Marsh. And we're ready to tell you guys about wrestling in the USA. So well put. Yeah, you know it. Wrestling in the USA, NXT style. You're a real good promo. I am. <laughs> We're going to talk about wrestling in the USA. That's it, baby. Uh, before we talk about wrestling in the USA. <laughs> Let's talk about wrestling in Mexico. Have you been watching AAA? <laughs> actually, yes, because... Oh, son of a bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> it's actually not AAA. Uh, CMLL. Oh, there you go. Twitter has exploded in people discussing how amazing La Parca is. He's been right. having a great uh, feud with Rush. Don't know. I haven't been watching. But you know La Parca. This is a very short segment on wrestling not in the USA. <laughs> La Parca. Is the deer. That's what it translates to. I defy he's, you to tell me that's not what it translates to. He's a fat man in a skeleton suit who comes out and plays guitar on a steel chair. Oh, shit. You know who must love him. Jim Cornette. He's super over, and he's probably a 45 to 50-year-old fat guy. Cool. In a I'll, I'll have to check him out. Body-tight lycra skeleton suit. All right. One more thing. What? What? There's another thing? Rush and him, they throw buckets of cum on each other. <laughs> it isn't cum. It's white paint, but, like, come on. <laughs> we better have that fucking E, dude. <laughs> The Rudo in this throws a bucket of white paint, heavy air quotes, onto a fat man in a skeleton suit, and they sell out arenas of 12-year-old Mexican kids. Of course. Hey, things are different over there. Not so different, though. No, not really. I think that'd sell over here pretty well, yeah. I think you're right. Let's talk about some wrestling in the USA. Well, no, because the first thing that I'm going to talk about is there's a new NXT show. Whoa. It's called NXT UK. And hold on. What? It takes place in the United Kingdom. But that's not the USA. How can we talk about it? Uh, we'll have to figure it out next month, I suppose. Oh, shit. Guys, we're going to have to do some research and shit. Quick, what language do they speak in the UK? Based on what I've seen out of UK wrestling, they speak thick Scottish accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that one I think I can do. Yeah. Guys, we're ready for you. Don't worry. We, we, we go above and beyond. 
for our loyal listeners. NXT UK, it's going to have the Men's UK Championship, currently held by Pete Dunne. I'm very nervous about that because that means that Pete Dunne is now going to be on a show that I may not watch all the time. Oh, I guess because it says NXT, I have to because yeah, we have to do be a podcast a part of this. about it. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, never mind. I don't have an excuse now. They're also uh, debuting a women's championship. Tony Storm is signed. Oh, that'll be fun. Who else is going to be in it? I'm sure a bunch of people, but... All right. This is the only one that I can remember off the top of my head is Tony Storm. I'm excited actually to see it because there's been a huge buzz about English pro wrestling now. Um, it's great. Yeah, it really is. And Zack Saber Jr. Oh, but he's not gonna. No, they won't be able to get him to do anything. What's his name? Gibson. Uh, The guy who cut internet fans promo. Internet fans. Yeah. I'm looking around the room. I'm seeing a lot of bullet club tops from a room full of people who are absolutely blagging that they watch New Japan. There are only two subscriptions on your bank statement. The WWE Network and Pornhub Premium. Just because after every match you send your five-star rating to Big Dave, it does not make you smart. What it makes you is a large collection of absolute bellends. The guy who made fun of us almost directly a little bit. I mean, I've got an NJPW account, so fuck you. And I have your login. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Speaking of upcoming NXT adjacent content. Oh, shit. We got a new Mae Young Classic coming up. That's true. It does take place in full sale, so we're contractually obligated. You want to take that again? No, that's fine. We have <laughs> okay. to cover it. On a slightly down note. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Vader. That's, yeah, no, that's that's legit. The Mastodon, Big Van Vader. He went by a number of different names. Yeah. He wore that fucking wicked metal Mastodon helmet that shot steam out of it when he pointed at it. He didn't wear that for a really long time, did he? Because I don't really remember. That was earlier on in his career. All right. That was when he was uh, at at the tail end of Japan and when WCW brought him over. I was mostly aware of him from my video game playing, (laughs) where he is the basis of a Fatal Fury character named Raiden, who has got the same haircut and also has masked and unmasked form. I've noticed that I I might be losing some hair if that ends up being the case i'm just gonna go full vader all the time oh yeah why not <laughs> that'll look great on those job interviews and yeah yeah no the family point, functions the idea is you get the job first oh and then and they then... can't do shit about <laughs> yeah, it yeah that's it they can definitely not hire you because of it <laughs> yeah, so sure. you just gotta sneak in the back door you're right wear a hat to the job <laughs> interview wrestling in the usa wrestling in the usa so Lastly, in our bullshit. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're still doing bullshit. The crowning jewel of bullshit. Alec. Yeah? We got an email. Uh, What? This is where I'm going to put in a bunch of like fanfare and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Listener Chris emails us. Chris. Subject line. Nobody gets higher than RVD. (laughs) 
Okay. And the body of the email reads, love the podcast, guys. So that's Chris. Thanks, Chris. Um, Chris, you know, as the winner of our contest, you are now the meme on our show. So let's take a second, you and I. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that means that, uh, I don't know, we'll figure it out as we go. But Chris, you're the meme. Is But I mean, like, what... You know, we can flesh this out later, but off the top of my head, I'm thinking uh, is I mean, a pot reference a Chris? I would definitely... A pot reference being a Chris is pretty fun. I definitely think a pot reference is going to have to be a Chris. And then also, I was thinking, you know, verticality, because, you know, that's the that's the double nature of Chris's joke, which is also yeah, yeah, the yeah, double yeah, sure. nature of our joke. Sure, yeah. I mean, we're going to probably bring it out a lot during... um. Some of the highly vertical matches that we saw this month. And also if Matt Riddle ever yeah. gets hired by NXT. Sure. Cause he but he's still not he's still not Chris level though. Because nobody mean, he, gets higher he really... than Chris. He really likes pot. Yeah. That, well, that riddle. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Riddle is very Chris. Yeah, he's super Chris right now. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. I hope that we mention your name so much that this becomes unlistenable to you and our <laughs> yeah. only listener yeah, stops listening to us. I was going to say, I hope that uh, our new lackadaisical attitude doesn't scare you off. It might be a benefit for you. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Keep getting high on your own supply, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so wrestling token. in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alec. Yeah, what's up? You want to talk about some NXT? Yeah, I do. We haven't talked for a month. I mean, we have. They haven't heard it. Uh, no, we haven't. I do not talk to you outside of this podcast. Oh, okay, right. I have that order from the judge. Yeah. I mean, we did watch TakeOver, and you were completely silent the entire time. I was wondering why that was, but now I know why. Until our inevitable, you know, feud explosion yeah, that causes sure. like a 50-minute five-star match. Why do you think I'm walking around with these handcuffs with yeah. an absurdly long chain? My girlfriend handed me a broken crutch tonight. <laughs> wasn't Go quite kick sure. his ass. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to do with it, but starting to get an idea right now. Holy shit. So wrestling in the USA. Let's <laughs> go, guys. Wrestling in the USA. The very first... I am an amazing promo, by the way. Do you see how over I got that? It only took like 10 minutes, and now you're popping for it. The core of a good promo is repetition. That first coffee creamer, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But it's the 10th one that really fucking sells it. Where the fuck is he getting them from? You have no clue. But you know what he else makes it He puts it on the head. You know what else makes a good promo, though? What? Is repetition. Also, clean underwear. Oh, yeah. But that's more a success recipe for your life. Repetition. I call them successor repetitions. <laughs> this was supposed to be a bridge to our next topics, and we just completely derailed. No, we did not, because our next topic is coming right up, and it is wrestling in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, God damn. guys! As much as you might think right now, we are not. <laughs> we're not hanging out with Chris. Okay, so. <laughs> No, I actually can't hang out with Chris. It makes me too nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm on a diet, and when I hang out with Chris, I just end up eating chips all night long. So, 
I go to parties and people go, hey, Chris is here. And I go, oh, sorry. Oh, I got to go. You know, <laughs> it's cool if you want to hang out with Chris, but I just, I can't. Yeah, no, it's it's all right. I mean, you know what? Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just can't hang out with Chris. It's all right. <laughs> but um, as far as wrestling in the USA goes... <laughs> So so we've hit a feedback loop. Well, you know what they say. The key to a good promo is repetition. <laughs> good underwear, clean underwear. Fuck, I fucked it up. It's either good underwear or clean underwear. Yeah. It kind of doesn't matter. Because I don't think dirty underwear is all that good. This podcast is, I suppose, about the wrestling show NXT, filmed in the USA. <laughs> and... Uh, in case you guys haven't been watching NXT. Okay, Alec, oh, look yeah. at me. Yeah. One, two, two three. three. NXT's been pretty fun this last month. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> TM61, Heavy Machinery. Otis Dozovich has a new Twitter catchphrase, which is, I'm coming. Yeah, lots of N's, right? And a lot of O's and M's. And it, it's put in weird ways where he's like, no matter what Adam Cole can do, I will never stop coming. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. Does he wrestle a fat skeleton guy? He fills up those buckets yeah, is what okay. he does. Yeah, definitely. I think that the two tag teams have been doing a lot of fun shit to get each other over. Really impressed with the way that TM61 has been trying to play the babyface heel. Their fucking biggest champion on that front has, of course, been Nigel. Oh, naturally. Who they cheat to win against Heavy Machinery, and he yells, Who says lightning doesn't strike twice? <laughs> Which is like... Lightning striking twice is like you doing it the right way. Maybe this is the right way. I don't think they're hanging out with Chris or anything, so it's not like <laughs> their judgment's impaired. They're going to be hit with one of those, the wellness policy. Yeah, no. No yeah, wellness. You had foreign substances. You no had a wellness. lot of Chris in your system. Yeah. Let's find out if you're a, if you're a Gary or a Chris. Gary's not going to become a meme, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> what else has been going on on the old NXT? I forgot everything that happened. You've been hitting that Chris too much. I guess so, but not tonight. Leaves, leaves holes in your brain. Yeah. EC3, still cutting promos by a pool. Yep. Fucked up Fabian Eichner. That was an interesting match. You it guys... was a pretty good match, and then Gargano just shows up for like five minutes to tell us information that we had... Already learned earlier in the show. Yeah, that he signed the contract to street fight with Ciampa. Great. That would have been a lot cooler if they hadn't included Morrow at the beginning of the show going. Last week's events left us with many questions in regards to the condition of Candice LeRae after her serious injury. In response, NXT General Manager William Regal has determined this rivalry is too dangerous right now. Thus, for safety precautions, both former members of DIY will be MIA from NXT tonight. But Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa will have the opportunity to settle the score next month at NXT TakeOver Chicago 
in a street fight. It, it would have been, but I will tell you, this is one of the things that I like about EC3 is that he played this really well. I love that he was like staring at Gargano like, what, what the hell? And then just ended up like shrugging it off at a certain point. He was clearly annoyed by it, but he didn't overplay that into anger. He wasn't like yelling at Gargano to get out of there or yeah. to stop stealing his spotlight like a Velveteen Dream might. Right. He was more just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And then in the end, he just kind of shrugs him off, which I did appreciate. A and lot. then absolutely obliterates Fabian Eichner. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was good. And it, it actually shows, I think, EC3 has a pretty bright future with NXT because that is a really good way to handle that. I think people really enjoyed it. Well, they proved he has a future because the next match was him in a really amazing match with Cassius Ono. Yeah, that if was If you haven't really fun. seen it, check it out. That one was a lot of fun. Cassius Ono actually gets in a lot of offense. The Ciampa thing made him look so good. He really has shot up in the consciousness a little bit because everybody loves him because of his personality, his long wrestling history and all that stuff. But like, honestly, he looks like a dude. Yeah, it's always nice when a guy looks like a dude. That's really cool. But also he's been losing a lot and he's been kind of being lame a lot. Putting him into matches where he can lose but still look really powerful, still look really good. and Yeah, it gets both of them over. It does. He's in a much stronger position, I think, now than and he And he's like a locker a room ago. captain, and everybody knows it. So if he loses, you still go like, well, that isn't what he's actually bringing to NXT. Yeah. What he's bringing to NXT is, as a mid-card guy, he'll call out Ciampa and call him a Scaramouche, you know? Like, yeah. Or he'll tell Leo Rush to knock off that Twitter, man. Yeah, yeah, Did you cut out with that Twitter? Man, have you been hanging out with Chris too much? What's <laughs> the matter with you, dude? If you don't watch it, they're going to send you to 205 Live. That's what happens when you wrestle in the USA. Now, let's move Speaking on. Speaking of the USA. Uh, oh, what about USA? Yeah, got your attention. You did, because you know what? I live in the USA. I love wrestling in the USA. Yeah. We saw the conclusion to... Sane versus Evans. Oh, that's right. That does apply to USA because Evans used to be in the military. Marines. The Marines, which is part of the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just being more specific. I wasn't saying you were wrong. I was just... I just didn't want to fuck up and say Air Force or something. And then all of a sudden, all my Marine heads fans would be like, you know, Marines are better than Air Force. And then the Air Force guys would be like, you know, Air Force is better than Marines. And then they'd fight. And it'd be all my fault. And I'd feel really bad about it. Well, I wouldn't feel too bad. I mean, come on. They're all imperialists. You're an imperialist. <laughs> I mean, you're just talking about how much you love wrestling in the USA. Come on. Let's get into this Sane versus Evans thing. And by get into it, I mean talk about the fact that Sane has decisively won. I like Evans right now, but I feel like they've focused almost too much on her wrestling ability and her personal aesthetic. And I've liked her promos, but they've been a little generic. Now she's just the woman that talks about class all the time. And also she says woman's right a couple of times. Yeah, that's a little weird. Although I will say I liked her writing Kyrie's name on her hand. That was very fun. I thought that was a lot of fun. <laughs> there was a lot of fun stuff in that last match. Like she's Kyrie saying yelling at her in Japanese and then her punching her in the mouth and saying, What are you gonna say now? <laughs> yeah. Like, that was a lot of fun. Lacey is really developing a lot, actually. I don't think she was a 
heel before and now she's a heel so she had to make an adjustment she made the adjustment pretty well and she's still tweaking it now but it's it's pretty clear that she found her character and she's got to just tweak it a little it bit seems now. like the same thing might have happened with her that kind of happened with vanessa Bourne, where they figured out what they wanted her character to be and the first couple of times she did it they like turned it up too high yeah and with vanessa born they were like oh she's actually like kind of looking like a sex worker which we're sex worker positive on this show but sure. um i don't think that that's what nxt necessarily wants to put out there and right. with lacey evans they were like you're just coming off as a racist <laughs> can we yeah. pull this back a little bit and i think it's working what else is going on in the usa well the last thing to touch on oh thank god if you had said some sort of fucking social issue that was actually happening in the usa i would have just gotten so mad i would have gotten up and walked out is these child concentration oh my camps. fucking god goodbye yes we're against those okay so um <sighs> we need to abolish ice uh ice <laughs> was only put together in 2005 uh, oh with God. the same batch of legislation that included uh, the Patriot Act and a lot of other legislation that we now look back on kind of in shame. And yet, for some reason, most mainstream Democrats will not stand up and say, we must abolish ICE right now. I'm very interested to find out if Tristan cuts this from the podcast Absolutely or not. not. <laughs> okay. Wrestling in the USA. <laughs> Wrestling with the USA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's your other podcast. War Raiders have been demolishing jobbers almost literally in one case. Oh, yeah. That guy almost knocked his head off or knocked his head into his torso by driving it into the floor. Not great. On the other hand, I like that they're devoting jobbing talent to the War Raiders Oh, yeah, they got to just build them up because right now you put them up against Undisputed Era and it looks like they should just demolish them Yeah, instantly. So you have to do something with them to build them up, but they're Without not the actually yeah. involving them in storylines. Right. The second you involve them in storylines, they're at the top of the heap. I, I mean, wonder how long that can last, but right now I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, it's fun. And you get to see all the fun acrobatic tricks. They kind of do variations on stuff so you don't have the alistair black syndrome where it's the same moves in the same sequence yeah sure so that's kind of cool so i'm looking forward to seeing some more of them also they're like weird power metal guys like, yeah that's fun that's fun i like that they're getting everybody to do horns yeah i get a little horns. pissed off when i see people doing two sweets with it it's like that's not what they're doing guys. yeah come on they're doing horns all right let's get the let's get the ultimate now the ultimate wrestling event that happened before takeover and i'm using that in the literal sense guys this i mean is probably cutting, not the best thing it's not best now yeah but, well you know what yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, let's not cut the thing about ice though yeah, yeah no we are absolutely not of course that has everything to do with nxt alec staunch politics. conservative alpacio is disapproving <laughs> politics does not begin and end in any certain place Everything is a part of it. Oh, boy. Hey, Chris, you want to come over here and hang out with me for a second? Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai, and the main thrust of the women's division right now. Probably the best thing that's been going on outside of TakeOver, because I really love the storyline developing. 
in the women's division? There are a couple of different ones that are developing and kind of intersecting at various points. I really like that. Whereas I've also liked the storylines from like the tag division. It's been very single thread. Right. And this has a bunch of stuff going on in a really fun way. They kind of have been scaling back on the Candice LeRae stuff, which I'm happy with because it wasn't really... It was working into the Gargano stuff. Hopefully, she's just going to be a wrestler for a while, and then we can develop something with her. The fact that she took a bump, and they were like, oh, Candice LeRae is knocked out. Yeah. Oh, my God. She broke her neck, and maybe she's paralyzed forever because she fell down on the ramp. I know it doesn't look good. I'm just hoping that. In but a the month rest or of two, the women's division. Yeah. The in a month or two, maybe we'll get some good stuff with her. We've had them really focusing on Bianca Belair. They're finally kind of giving her maybe not a gimmicked character, but they're building her as a personality, as a wrestler. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun to see because she's kind of been in that weird position where she's able to do everything like a baby face like she's just so proficient and powerful and great but at the same time she's like getting booked as a heel and she can do heel but like you're not entirely sure you know what i'm saying whether or not you should be booing her or oh absolutely and you kind of want to default towards cheer because what she's doing is phenomenal they had this package it was a really great package about her childhood and her adolescence I kind of got a little bit of the Sami Zayn turns heel syndrome there where they were trying to talk about how cocky she was, but they were talking also too much about how her family was a black Southern family that has overcome adversity over multiple generations. And so I couldn't not be like, yeah, she's fucking amazing. Yeah, she's really great. And they definitely did the right call with her by making her really smug about her stuff and talk about like you know i was in all this track and field and i worked really um not that hard (laughs) and i was still better than everybody else because i'm just better than everybody else and you know now that i'm in wrestling i finally found something that kind of i can work out a little bit that on its own is fine yeah but then they still were like but then my parents took me aside. You can be even better. You need to try harder. And so now I'm committing myself 100%. Yeah. So it they you, couldn't go full heel. You have to root for her a little bit just because it sounds great. There have been some issues, for instance, with like sometimes when Charlotte Flair is talking about how she's genetically superior, there's a little bit of weirdness. When she was like, oh, I'm because of my family, I'm so physically gifted. Uh, That's a little weird. But then... By the end, she completely has won you over. Oh, yeah. And she goes, I'm through pretending not to be good so that everybody else likes me more. And now I'm just going to be the best that I can be. Apparently, some people are supposed to hear that and go, I don't like this person. Well, a lot of it has to do with larger heel face issues where I think people don't realize in the booking business, maybe, that modern day American people kind of like cocky people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we do. We just do. We like people who are confident and, you know, sure of themselves. And, you know. Well, no, that, that's, this that's kinda... not true at all. Because our president right now is Bernie Sanders, who uh, has never taken a big paycheck and looks at himself as the common man. Wrestling in the USA, guys. <laughs> Wrestling with the USA. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
So now that we're out of Bizarro World, let's find out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people love a cocky asshole. Yeah, no, you know? exactly. No, I know, I know. I get the joke. All right. Okay, good. I'm not. I'm not all hopped up on Chris over here. All right. My vertical base is low. <laughs> all right. Rob Van Dam is at least You're twenty not feet above me right up. now. It was a good joke. Bianca Belair. Yeah. Had a match with a newly re-gimmicked Aaliyah. Oh, God. I didn't like the gimmick. She's friends with Donatella Versace. Okay, yeah, but that's that's like one way to put it. But the other way to put it is we're just going to draw big circles over her boobs. She did some stuff in this match that I kind of actually liked. She she did a, a really fun uh, guillotine choke that part of the point of it was that she didn't really do it well, but like she's trying a new move. Yeah. I liked that. I think that they need to... Stop trying to fucking get her over, and she'll probably get over. Yeah, she I think can probably do it on her own. If she, I loved that line against Shayna Baszler about the, the famous friends. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. She could probably get herself over. She probably doesn't need that much help. I think that the thing that's hurting her is they keep trying to do new things to her, and then people go, oh, here comes a new Aaliyah. Fuck. I think they probably just need to give her more screen time, and she'd be fine. They need to drop the fashion girl gimmick because it yeah definitely is fucking i didn't insane. like this one i thought it was weird um bring back the cat ears yeah she should be an iluro file again yeah moro loves saying that word come on yeah. work to your strengths dakota kai this has been huge this is the future of the women's division guys definitely i feel it i think we all feel it dakota kai after being confronted by batman last time yeah Nikki Cross, who told her, You gotta believe in yourself. You've gotta face your fears and fight. Yeah. Essentially, believe in yourself. She challenged Shayna Baszler to a non-pay-per-view championship match. Right. And she did win, um, and now she has the belt. So that's really interesting that they let the belt slip. Um, And this takeover match... Just on a random Wednesday. Yeah, between uh, Shayna and Nikki with no stakes at all was so (laughs) weird. I I thought that was such a weird... But come on, that was a a good... It was a great step in the direction of moving Dakota Kai up, while at the same time, you cannot give her the belt right now. (laughs) She got absolutely demolished. Which is fine. She got demolished, but she did show a lot of heart. She showed fire. She kicked a bunch of times. It looked like she might win for a minute. Yeah, probably a minute. It looked like she was going to win for a second. It was great. Um, She didn't. No. She faced her fear. And the way that it looked like she was going to win was because she stopped shying away from Shayna Baszler. Yeah, she and she got mad. Whipping her ass. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun to see. Uh, It didn't work out for her, but it was good and it does hint that this is not over oh absolutely not over Shayna Baszler wins starts walking up the ramp and then it's like wait a minute I'm Shayna Baszler I'm gonna go kill Dakota Kai now right yeah that was uh worrying and who should show up but of course my chocolate cheesecake it's Batman it's it's Nikki Cross she uh comes out like a bat out of hell. Like a bat no. out of a cave under a mansion. It's good. We she all were waiting for her. She kicks Shayna Baszler's ass. Yeah, it, it, it happens fast and furious. She gets Dakota Kai up, and she's like, 
Dakota, you're the ref. Me, Shayna. Now, <laughs> belt. She, I, I forget what she's. She keeps saying she, she's like, both Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai don't understand what's going on. So yeah. she's just going, you, me, belt. You ref now, belt. You me, you me. <laughs> it's pretty good. And then, uh, yeah, she she wins the unofficial, unsanctioned match, which Dakota Kai knows. totally fast counts her. I think she might have fast counted her a little <laughs> bit. Also, the match is unsanctioned, and my good friend uh, Tommy Sports Entertainment has uh, has uh, informed me a lot about um. Unsanctioned matches. They don't it's, count. It's like you know, it never it, happened. It's like they never happened at all. The week after it and during TakeOver, at least one of the announcers points out... That Nikki thinks she's the champion. She thinks that she's the champion right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, she thinks she has the belt. And then we get a great little um, backstage interview where Dakota Kai says, You know what? I lost. But I faced my fears. And I think I did a good job. And yeah. next time, I'm getting that belt. Unfortunately, she's still too low level for this encounter. So she <laughs> yeah. needs to fight progressively stronger opponents to uh, increase her stats. And one just happens to come along right now. That's the random encounter noise. Bum, 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 bum. It's Bianca Belair. It's Bianca Belair, who, she as does... you pointed out during TakeOver has the best line. She goes, why are you talking to this woman? She lost. I won. Yeah, that was pretty good. Did you not see me trash Aaliyah earlier tonight? Yeah, it was. that's the correct kind of heel stance to take when you're interrupting interviews. Why did you interview the person that loses? That's why really good. Why did you good. interview the person that lost to the champion you should be interviewing me the person who cleaned up a no name who i guess is friends with donatella versace yeah and also maybe likes cats but i don't know maybe she doesn't anymore i think she drowned all our cats oh my god She's like this gimmick is over i don't need you now sorry snuggles into the bag ouch well you know it's a cool upcoming uh skill check for uh Dakota Kai, and I'm excited to see it play out, which it may already have. She is underleveled and can't invade Shayna Baszler right now. <laughs> How many other fucking stupid references can we pack in here? Um, I don't know. I guess none. I guess I'm, I guess we're done. I guess we're all tapped out. <laughs> Shit. Maybe Chris knows a few more. We're all tapped out. Yeah. That's a perfect time to move on to the powder keg that was TakeOver Chicago 2. Yeah, just when you thought it was safe to go back to Chicago. <laughs> I've never thought it was safe to go to Chicago. Well, Have you I seen the fucking hot dogs they eat there? Uh-uh. What, do they cover them up with, like, shit all over them? Yeah. It's got, like, a tomato. I don't eat that shit. I like I like the idea of putting a pickle on it. I think they put a pickle on it, right? I mean, I love pickles and onions. I mean, the the Chicago hot dog has a lot more going for it than the Chicago pizza. Yeah, Chicago doesn't make pizza. They make some sort of deep dish meat pie thing. Yeah. 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 Right. More of a cheese pie, but it's yeah, more of sure. a cheese pie, sure. So the theme of Takeover Chicago Two was erect penises. That was oh. your theory. Sure. I was just going to say it was fucking horny as shit. So 
for our scientific audience, high levels of arousal. Definitely. Or for Chris, rad boners, dude. <laughs> rad boners. <laughs> That's how you talk when you hang out with Chris, right? Rad? You say rad, right? Rad You boner. just turn into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I think people are starting to realize that I actually don't really hang out with Chris at all. <laughs> rad boner makes me think of like an anthropomorphic penis with like a Technicolor shirt on and a backwards cap. I think it kind of sounds like a character on one of those like 90s sitcoms or whatever. Hey, rad boner, dude. There was a guy named boner on one of them. <laughs> Rad boner, dude. Rad boner, dude. It's like a SoCal skateboarder walks in on his friend masturbating. And it's like, <laughs> hey, hey, rad, rad boner, dude. I just wanted to throw a compliment your way to make this situation a little less awkward. Yeah, yeah. Cut that the, t- cut the tension a little. Rad boner. That boner is choice. Tubular chud, man. Chub, chub is what chub. I was going for. Chud is. Chud is some sort of military term. I don't know what it is. No, it's uh, uh cannibal humanoid underground uh, dwellers. Yeah, isn't that a isn't that a military term? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Lacey uh, Evans knows all about that. So yeah, She's this was military, a yeah. very horny takeover. Yeah, it definitely. I could see where you're coming from after a little bit of convincing. I was tipped off to that fact during the tag match that opened the show ah tag matches on their own can sometimes have an a homoerotic quality to it sure you're just desperate to touch that hand but this tag match featured oni lorkin in a guillotine choke being applied by Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. Teenage Wasteland. And Kyle O'Reilly, I guess to cinch it in tighter, was just furiously humping him. Yeah, no, it definitely looked like that. I mean, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I had a great time watching it. As far as gay pornos go, this was one of the more entertaining. Six out of ten. Yeah, sure. Inches. <laughs> hey. It's like a penis. Hey, you got me with that one. That yeah. was really good. Thank you. I was really off guard for that. <laughs> You're usually the one that goes in that direction. So. Yeah, I know. I'm all about mushrooms. I'm a shroom hunter. But yeah, this was a really fun fucking tag match where the whole entire story was... Can Donnie Blorch get over with these smarky Chicago crowd? Yeah. From the start, they were getting booed, even though they were clearly the heroes. Yeah. It was really, it was going to get me upset, but God bless the takeover crowd. They figured it out. Although, you know, you have Undisputed Era come out with Adam Cole in tow. Oh, yeah. It's hard to be like, they are the bad guys. Boo to you, sir. Yeah, you. I do not like what you're doing. You, with the incredibly charismatic face and the wonderful catchphrase that you shout that encourages all of us to do the same, you are a bad person. Please refrain not, from wrestling in my USA. Not entertaining. Not entertaining at all. No. What was that shit that... What did uh, Roderick Strong yell that 
fucking popped us. Oh, what was it about Oni? It was something about... Oh, it was Oni sucks. Yeah, because... He just yells, Oni fucks! <laughs> well, see, this is a very clever comment because uh, Oni Lorkin, his motto is Oni rocks. You is see? it rocks or rules? It's both, but it is actually Oni rules. Okay, cool. It's Oni rules. Yeah. And so he said, you see, Oni sucks because he doesn't like Oni Lorcan. And even though I'm pretending like he's a dumb idiot for saying that, it was really fun. And you know what the best part about that is? Is that if you don't know the history, it still applies because yeah, yeah, Oni sure. sucks makes a lot of sense. Oni also doesn't suck, and he proved it in this match if you hadn't been watching him because he's been proving it a lot lately. He did that killer fucking double blockbuster. That, yeah, twice. Yeah, fucking great. Yeah. Um, he had a pretty cool-looking dropkick that they didn't really focus on, which was too bad because it looked pretty good. He took I thought a hella nasty bump. Oh, my God. That was horrifying looking. That was one of the bumps of the night. And this yeah. is a fucking Champa Gargano. Yeah, yeah, right. Takeover. Yeah, that was definitely one of the bumps of the night. It looked really natural. I was nervous for him for a second there. Yeah, and he was out for a while in a very believable way. Usually yeah. when somebody takes a bump and disappears, you're like, okay, they're making time, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, get your fucking lower yeah. back checked From out. From the dude. top rope all the way to the middle of the apron. Oh, straight God. on the back and neck. Wonderful flying. Uh, European uppercut. Yeah, but that's kind of his thing. That's I think his that's thing. his like signature is like running and flying European. I thought his signature uppercuts. was looking like an egg with a beard. Yeah, well, that's his. Uh, that's his face. Oh, <laughs> I came up with a new gimmick for Donny Blurch during this match, and yeah. I think that they should be rebranded the Eggmen. Yeah. Um, you could go one of two ways with that. You could go Beatles. You could go, you know, the Bird and yeah, Goo 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 uh, but you could also just dress him up like Eggman from Sonic. Or you could have, he's the Eggman, and he's Sonic 1, the ro- robotic. Mm-hmm. He's the Eggman, and he's like the bird, right? And then he, Pete Dunne is the walrus. He's dressed up as an old milkman who, back in the day, delivered the eggs as well. Mm. <laughs> Pete Dunne dressed up as a milkman. Just imagine that. <laughs> Well, I don't think we're going to be able to talk about Pete Dunne that much anymore because he won't be wrestling in the USA. But uh, now I'm killing it, see? Yeah. It's dying yeah. now. But that's okay. You've got to do it to another 10 times and then it'll become funny again. Yeah. It needs to die before it can come back. Guess what? Undisputed air win. Yeah. But it's it's looking a lot closer than it should. And we By get By the nice... end, people are fucking cheering. Yeah. Dude. We get a nice feature of this takeover that was actually a theme throughout, which was interesting, and it was a little confusing to watch from home, but you got to see a lot longer into the ring at the end of the match. They cut for commercial like way later than they normally Every would. single time you think that somebody's going to turn or yeah. they're going to change their gimmick Someone's or something. Someone's going to come out from, back, from yeah, the yeah. back or something and interfere, but no... And what was nice was Undisputed Era leaves, but you still see Donny Blorch in the ring, and people are cheering for them. And that was actually kind of nice, because this whole thing, I think, was basically just, hey, we have Donny Birch, Danny Birch. Danny Birch. <laughs> Shit, it's hard now, because we don't actually call them <laughs> yeah. by their real names most of the time. 
we have Danny Birch now full time, and so we may as well give these guys a bit of a push, and it's working out. There was a lot more Kyle O'Reilly butt scooting. Oh, that's really fun. That's really great. This time, instead of trying to chase him, Oni Lurkin just stands and keeps putting his hands out. Like like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing that. And the last time I tried to pick you up to punch you and you did some crazy thing and got yeah. me in a... No, no, no. We aren't doing this no, again. That's cool. I didn't like it last time. I wonder if anybody will ever just jump on him. <laughs> like do double knees or something. Like jump Oh, uh, you know that Pete Dunn has Pete told everybody, yeah. you don't get to do that. That's mine. Yeah. That, that's, that's me. Pete Dunn. Yeah. No, you're right. You're totally right. Uh, yeah. So that was actually a really great match. We move on to horny match number two. Yeah. This one was... Probably the horniest. Yeah, the Shayna Baszler, Nikki Cross. That was one sided, though. Yeah, but that one side was. Oh, yeah. As I've said before, the best Velveteen Dream feuds so far have a ton of sexual tension. Yeah. Sexual tension usually is a questioning, right? Where. The way that Velveteen Dream is looking at Ricochet, you go, does he want to fight him or fuck him? I don't know. When we get to the women's match, there is no subtext. Yeah, no, you're right. So let's let's address the drier of the two, I suppose, yeah, then, yeah. matches. Velveteen Dream versus King Ricochet. This version of King Ricochet has um, action wings that you can clip on the back. Yeah, he's got a, as you mentioned, kind of Ozymandias from the Watchmen-inspired outfit. I loved it. I thought it was really cute and fun. And he's like a superhero to me every time I hear that music. So I think... Oh, he's a superhero to you. Yeah. He's like, you know how... You're you're unique in that. You don't have... You know how you don't view him as a superhero or how you don't actually view anybody as a superhero because your life is like so depressing to you? and you hate everything, and you see those superheroes, and you, you go like, that's not real. Yeah. Right. See, that's not what happens with me. When oh, I okay. see Ricochet, I'm like, wow, he's like a superhero to me. You have like a, a, a childlike sense of wonder. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it helps that he can jump up 400,000 fucking feet in the air. I think he actually can probably just hang out with uh, Rob Van Dam. No one gets higher than King Ricochet. Yeah. He, uh, well, When he's I hanging mean, out with Chris. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he no one gets higher than him, but somebody's gotten as high as him. I don't think that Rob Van Dam spins as much when he's hanging out with Chris. No, but Rob, Rob Van Dam is, is fucking cool, though. Nobody has as much torque as <laughs> Ricochet. I, yeah, honestly, yeah. That's, <laughs> I get nervous that he's going to just like fucking miss one and just break his neck but he's been doing it for 15 years so create enough rotational energy that he spins up off into space yeah or goes back in time let's talk about velveteen dreams outfit velveteen dream comes out dressed like a hulk hogan cosplay hulk hogan with prince puma's old tights on that's pretty sick that's a sick, threatening move. Leading up to this match. Oh, yeah. Get all Twitter on us. We obviously saw a bunch of uh, promos um, 
we didn't mention with the tag match, there were a bunch of great one-on-one matches between all of the guys in those tag matches that you yeah. should definitely check out, especially and, and the Pete Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly, yeah, which we didn't really get to touch but, on, but was one of the best matches I've seen in a while. A lot of the Ricochet Velveteen Dream stuff was great. Velveteen Dream being amazed that Ricochet jumps over the ring ropes and lands on the ramp when he says that he can do anything that Ricochet can do was pretty fun. That was a great expression on his face, and they played it a lot for the promos, and it was great. He knows how to sell a fucking moment. He also knows how to be an asshole on Twitter. Yeah. He rebranded his entire Twitter with Prince Puma's face as his avatar. He called himself Prince Velveteen Dream. Prince Puma, guys, by the way, was um, Ricochet's name when he was wrestling Lucha Underground. So he's basically calling this guy out as like, I know where you've been and you're nothing compared to me. You used to be the prince. Now you're calling yourself the king. There's nowhere for you to go. There's nowhere for you to go but down. Whereas I am a fucking rocket, baby. I'm a prince now. It was really fucking good. He said some bullshit on Twitter, like always, that really... I was sending you shit for the past two weeks where... Hot dogs and handshakes, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He said he's a superstar, whereas King Ricochet, he's used to being treated to a hot dog and a handshake. That's a little rag on the indies, guys. Good old wrestling in the USA. He also, during the match, yelled... You belong in a bingo hall. Yeah, that was great. That was really good. I I don't even know if people wrestle in bingo halls anymore. It kind of goes back to that Daniel Bryan, Miz worked shoot promo. Oh, yeah. I really like when they know exactly the level of kayfabe to drop. And Velveteen Dream hits that a lot where he is a pansexual wrestler who models himself after prince and Jimi hendrix and yet he's talking about this guy's actual career your work rate's great but you're chump change yeah i could see him talking about like sure you sell a lot of dvds but i sell out arena that would fucking make sense i really like this whole thing and like i said it looked like they were gonna fuck half the time so yeah well because i think Half of that was also ricocheted the way that he handled it because he was really cocky about it. He was really playful with Velveteen Dream. Oh, Because he was just like, I'm so much better than you. I'm going to just make jokes with you the entire time. He does does hip gyrations. He steals Velveteen Dream's move in the match. Twice. He gives him the Purple Rainmaker and the Death Valley Driver. Yeah, it was was really good. It was especially good after Velveteen Dream tried to do ricochet's amazing he he tried a few times and he managed to i guess work out hey if i go ahead and do some fucking dives but do them in a really weird way where i'm clutching the rope half the time it's gonna look like i'm just half-assing ricochet's dives and it's gonna be awesome because later i can be like i did what you could do (laughs) he did an attempt at i guess a Maybe a springboard 450 off the ropes that was him jumping up, putting his knees on the ropes, and gently rolling forward. Yeah, just kind of landing on Ricochet from the rope, which was cute. 
and fun. He did like some sort of fake plancha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was great where he just hung onto the rope and kind of just fell on him again, which was great. It looked cool because he's so tall and huge and he never does this. And he just gets up with two ne- legs on the rope and then just kind of like falls over it. And it-, it was it was very much when you're teaching like a six-year-old to swim. Yeah. And they're like at the edge of the pool and you're like, you got to just jump forward. You got to just th- jump forward. Don't try to dive yet. Just jump forward. Yeah. And I think that based on the level of detail and attention that he puts into a lot of the things that he does, I feel like that was totally intentional. And it was there to be caught by people who were looking for it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he's really great. So much of what he's doing is you have to know a little bit about the history and about the build and about random other facts that you probably don't usually need to know. And... You know, in the package for this match, Ricochet says this guy is just a guy who washed out of a reality competition. And it cuts to Velveteen Dream lounging in a chair who says, the dream doesn't remember that. (laughs) He just, he knows how to, much like Ciampa, I feel like, and really Shayna Baszler, he knows how to always have the core of how his character would react to anything you know yeah just really fun i think he's uh i think he's really one of the top success stories apparently john cena said something about it too because we heard about it on the and again that's probably somewhat of a work but it's enough no i i I really it's valid enough that it could be a shoot as well i really think that he's turning people's heads Oh no, I up. I agree. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's definitely someone. You to watch. don't think that Triple H has taken Cena aside and been like, "Oh, say this thing about my guy." Yeah, yeah, no, probably. But I mean, at the same time, I think they're watching. I think they want to change his gimmick though before they do. I think that I think that else. whenever you hear a wrestler but I want say, to keep that gimmick. "Do you want my honest opinion?" That's a huge oh, did red he flag. say it like that? He was like... Oh, never mind. So, <laughs> never mind. So, Cena didn't say shit, so don't worry He's, about it. He said it very naturally, but he definitely was like, oh, you know, there's a political thing that I could say, but if you want my honest opinion, it's Velveteen Dream. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. So, uh, <laughs> let's get all, like, uh, BuzzFeedy with it. You might have remembered that... The Top Velveteen 10 Dream- reasons that yeah. Velveteen Dream and Ricochet were... <laughs> Having a match at this takeover. Reason number one. Yeah, reasons one through ten, Lars Sullivan. (laughs) You guys might remember that the whole build for this is based on the fact that both of them thought they should be number one contender. And Lars Sullivan had something to say about that. We talked about how they set up the handicap match against Lars Sullivan last time. Yeah. They went through with that match. And ladies and gentlemen, it was great. (laughs) It was a really great match. Briefly touching on it, it was fun. It was great to see the two of them work together to take down Lars. Lars Sullivan took so much damage in it. Oh, yeah. They put Lars over by just any other person. It would be burying this guy, but they put him over by having him just eat every single move for basically 10 minutes. Yeah, it was really cool. And then you had a moment where Velveteen Dream felt slighted by Ricochet tagging himself in. The tag fucked up Velveteen Dream's move. Yeah, you got to remember that the winner of the match was going to be the one to get the number one contendership. So Dream thought he was being usurped and he decided that he was going to betray 
uh, Ricochet, and that's how Ricochet lost and Sullivan won. But also the best and kind of great. betrayal that Velveteen Dream does, which is when he just goes, I'm not going to do this anymore, yeah, and walks it, away. He Death Valley drivers him, and then he just walks away and lets Lars get the pin. Because of that, Lars gets number one contendership. And, and we get to see this. What the fuck did I tell you last time? I don't remember. I fucking booked this before we even knew it. I said Lars was going to win because... He's going to be the guy that makes Aleister Black. He's a credible threat to Aleister Black. Right. And he was a credible threat to Aleister Black. He was indeed. In the build leading up to this, he caught the Black Mass during a promo and uh, beat the shit out of Aleister Black, and it was fun. And then the next time, he didn't even have to catch the Black Mass. He just freak accidented him three times in a row and then put him on the announce table and stood over him bellowing. Yeah. That was awesome, and uh, people did not like it, and that was cool, too. People really don't like Lars Sullivan. Yeah, he gets a lot of booze, um, and in this match, he looked really strong. He took a lot of abuse. He managed to make Aleister Black pay for doing some stupid shit, like trying to black mass right in the beginning of the match. Uh, he got out of the moonsault. He caught him out of a moonsault and just fucking smashed him. That he was did great. a lot of those uh, pizza tosses. Love yeah. the pizza toss. And he actually looks, they look really good. Like, I would trust him to throw me around. Oh, yeah. I may not trust War Raiders to throw me around. Uh... But I trust Lars Sullivan to do it. Um, he's really fantastic at that. And the size difference was super apparent. And it played a huge factor into it. I really liked that. I really liked the uh, battle of tattoos that we had going on. Yeah, because he just got the one, but it's a really good one. I the mean, field of Chris. It's completely incongruous with the rest of Lars Sullivan. Oh and yeah, until you find out he reads so many books. Alistair Black has a bunch of really quality tattoos, and they fit his personality so well. Really cool in basically every way. Alistair Black kind of misses with a with a black mass and there's like a big scramble and then it looks like Sullivan is finally ready to go and really take it over but then he loses control he gets I guess he gets hit by three black masses or something and before yeah, he goes down almost um so it's pretty cool I hope that they transitioned the black mass from a one-hit kill to something more like the rainmaker where it's more that Alistair Black knows that it's deadly, but also knows that he can kind of spam it. So, like, yeah. if I don't get you right on the jaw, I'm just going to keep doing it until you fucking go down. See, there's one interesting thing about the Rainmaker when you brought that up. I don't know if people kick out of it. I think people do, but it's not common. Oh, um... But usually what ends up happening is he'll do a Rainmaker and then he'll do more offense. And I'd like to see that for the Black Mass. Well, but you know also, I mean? but like, also, I don't necessarily know if I want to see people kick out of it. Something that happens with the Rainmaker, and something that was kind of happening with this, is if he doesn't get the Rainmaker in perfectly, they might not go down all the way. Right. Or they'll fight back, or they'll reverse it. They'll a little reverse bit. it yeah. into something like I would like to see the Black Mass become that where. Yeah, it was really an amazing thing that, oh my God, Lars Sullivan caught the Black Mass. That should start happening more often. More people yeah. should catch it or duck it or duck whatever. It, yeah. Or some guy, like Kyle O'Reilly should jump up and grab it and turn it into like a leg bar or something. Yeah, like, like Shayna Baszler did with the Eclipse, you yeah. know? More of that stuff, less 
he does the moonsault, he does the black mass, and he wins. Especially that. I loved that that was messed up, the timing of it, because you could always... They fucking worked you as a smart... Yeah, they he did really that, did. that moonsault. You know Come on, they... I. They had to break this at some point because it was kind of ridiculous that he does a second rope moonsault and then does the fucking lift you up and black mass you almost every single match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was really cool to see that didn't work. Maybe it was just that up until now he's still been like moving in. So he had a lot of like, you know what? I don't have time to. Uh, to... Let me just write it all out for you. This yeah, I yeah. always do this. I copy paste the last five minutes. I gotta go. Minute. Let the cable guy back in because yeah. they fucked up last time. Um, I think I think he's hanging out with Chris on the job. <laughs> Wondering how that was gonna go, just because okay. it's a giant, slow lumbering Haas guy, and the dude that everyone loves. And I was like, are people gonna be bored? But they weren't. They it weren't. They were into it. NXT pay per views keep getting better. A year or two ago, we were like, oh, yeah, these were the, like, couple of really great matches, and these were maybe the ones that you don't absolutely have to see. And now it's like, oh, they were all good. You got to check them all out. I mean, you know, we're going to talk about Ciampa Gargano. Like, that that's the big one. Oh, but, yeah. you know, like, you, this was good front to back. Yeah. And, uh, speaking know, of where which, were the boners in this one? Um, uh, less, I mean, right? Lars Sullivan. I mean, he just, Look he's, at that. he's a giant walking boner. He's got the largest erogenous zone known to man, his brain. Shit. That's good. We should put that on his t-shirt. <laughs> we should put that on his t-shirt. <laughs> Whoa. Lars Sullivan. It just has a picture of him making a face in a three-quarter view, like this maybe. And on the back, he's it says doing the his largest... eye bug and, and yeah. Tongue. And ah. on the back, it says the largest erogenous zone is the brain. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Triple H, if you want to hit me up for that shirt idea, I'll tell you what. I'll real cheap. I'll license that shit to you. Print the shirt that you get at like Spencer's Gifts, the man, the legend, but reverse it. Oh, <laughs> Where it's like, damn. The, the man is the penis, but the legend is that's the brain. Here. It's Lars Sullivan's brain where he puts all his book knowledge. <laughs> Fuck. Lars Sullivan being a credible threat has made Alistair Black's promos so much more fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's actually getting personality now. Even just in He wrestling. had to spend a couple of weeks walking through the parking lot. Yeah. But he's out of the parking lot. He's back in the ring, and he's cutting promos that are fucking cool. Yeah, and he's making shocked faces in the ring when things don't go his way. And he's like, really? He's really getting me to think, uh-oh, I think I either want to root for this guy or root against him. Yeah, that's fun. That's wrestling in, in the, the USA. USA. Bam! Just like that. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Yes! Oh. Okay, okay so we're we done with the episode now. Yeah, Got we don't it. have Bye, to guys. talk about the rest. Yeah. We just did, we did, we we set out with a goal in mind. We accomplished the goal. We're done. We got to talk about what I've mentioned before is maybe the horniest match I've ever seen. That wasn't one of those weird pornos that are about wrestling. Oh, so you've seen those? Oh, I've definitely seen those. Ah, it's Shayna Baszler versus horned out of her mind Nikki Cross. This was a fun match. This it's, was so entertaining. This started out great, and it was a super continuation of that weird 
Dakota Kai ref gag. Oh, yeah. And it was just so weird. You could tell Baszler, and Baszler really took this the right way in the promos where she was just like, it's only in her sick mind that she thinks she could beat me. She's so crazy. Like, like I'm not even going to respond to this. This is so crazy. And then when she's in the ring with her, she's just staring at her completely confused. Yeah, and with the Dakota Kai um, uh, fake match, she keeps trying to reason. I mean, she kind of does it in this match. She doesn't talk as much, but she's no. like ineffectually trying to reason with her where she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This isn't a match. I don't have to fight you right now. Right. And this, it starts off with Nikki Cross holding her own neck. Yeah. And then pointing at Shayna Baszler and then pointing at herself. You have to know I could put you to sleep in a heartbeat. Do it, Shayna. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You choke me. Do yeah. it. Do yeah. it. It's it's very weird. It's a very and weird And Shayna Baszler like hands up starts taking steps away from Nikki Cross. Yeah, because she's she's tried doing the psych out. She goes up to Nikki, she's doing the fight poses and stuff. Nikki is standing completely still staring at her and it and is smiling. It is it is freaking her out. And it's really great because you were wondering, you know, this is so different than the Asuka stuff. Yeah. When she was fighting Asuka, it was like, I want to fight you. I want us to fight forever. I you want are to unstoppable. Each other. I know that yeah. I can test myself against I want to beat you. I want you to beat me. I want us to beat on each other. This one is just like, hey, Shayna, I want you to choke my neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the strangest thing. She, she wasn't even really going like, I'm going to fuck you up. She was just like, come on, hit me. The guy's insanity, you know, they were always a little weirded out. They couldn't do it for me. But I've seen your matches. You'll choke somebody to death. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know. She wanted the knees in the face, too. She just wanted all the but punishment. But I like, I was, like it that was really cool. it's two-sided, right? Because yeah. she's like, you're either going to give me that belt or, or you're going to choke the fuck out of me. You're going to choke me. Yeah. yeah. And either way, I get what I want. Yeah. So It was very weird and very cool in a certain way. I really enjoyed watching the match. I And it's not to say that Nikki didn't do anything either. If you watch the match you saw, she really she went ahead. She did her. She did a swinging fisherman's neckbreaker off the rope, off the top rope. Oh, yeah, rope. yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Like a hanging one. She did like a lot of really cool stuff, and she also did a lot of like psych out, freak out stuff on Baszler. But for the most part, the match was just so much. Is she gonna get in her head enough to really mess with her? Shayna Baszler, as a bully, doesn't know how to deal with somebody that isn't afraid of her. Yeah, she isn't truly in Shayna Baszler's head yet because Shayna Baszler isn't like making stupid choices she's just she's just disturbed yeah i'll and, ju i'm just gonna stay six feet away from you what the fuck man and baszler's intelligent way of managing her ca character makes me wonder and i'm kind of looking forward to seeing if they're going to interact in the future i'd like to see backstage segment or something where she's like walking around and nikki crosses there and she just kind of like 
the way she regards her after this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that would be really fun to see. This culminates in Shayna Baszler finally getting the... The Kira Fuda Clutch. Kira Fuda Clutch, which... Um, oh, I looked up what Kira Fuda means. Card? It's something like that. Oh, it's got to be card because she's like the queen of spades. Yeah, right? yeah. But but, it, but but it relates to her, her Las thought, Vegas thing. I actually thought that it meant wrestling in the USA. Everything means wrestling in the USA. Yeah, well, on this podcast. So she gets her into the Kira Fuda Clutch. And for the first, oh, I would say minute, Nikki Cross looks worried. She's trying to scramble out of it, and then... She's getting red in the face. There is just this moment when she decides, like a hot bath, she's just going to ease into it. Yeah. And the camera, the camera is perfectly framed. She's dead in the center, and she gets this gigantic smile. And then she passes out. And then she passes out. This is how David Carradine died. You know that, right? Oh, okay. You got to watch out with that stuff. Nikki Cross, you're but she does going die. down a very dangerous road. But she doesn't die. She wakes up with a big smile on her face, rolling She's around still in the ring. Very rim. happy. Yeah, it was the best match she's had so far in her mind. Yeah, in my mind, the best match is still that Iron Woman match. <laughs> that was so fucking good. Yeah, but she match. didn't get released from that one. <laughs> no, no, it's not the same. So that brings us to the least horny match unless you're really into some hard bdsm stuff revenge some revenge violence creep shit like maybe you like that stuff guys maybe you should just mellow out i mean you know there is there is some belt whipping in it yeah you guys might need to go contact your friend chris because like you might need to mellow out oh you mean out i I thought that you meant hang out with chris while watching this match and i no, was like i'm saying they gotta mellow out dude stop going there with your with your weird sex stuff don't 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 like don't like don't like hey don't about... judge other people's kinks dude I that's don't know, uncool man. i think it's i don't know man i don't like the like uh violence like uh murder people if I anything like, I don't like at this idea. point in kayfabe Gargano and Ciampa are in a more committed and supportive relationship than maybe Gargano and Lorray. Oh, that's just because of how weird they're doing with Lorray. But I just don't like the idea of like, I'm going to kill you. So yeah, that's let's hot. let's let's take this back. Yeah, let's um, take it back. Let's 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 backpedal a little bit. So they've been kind of still fucking up Candice Lorray's spot. Yeah. She tried to get gargano to not go forward with any more matches with champa and he disobeyed his woman that's kind of how champa yeah. was portraying he was like oh well, you're are you gonna be to a, a are you gonna, out of gargano well that's what i mean yeah he was like oh you're gonna be a wussy and listen to a woman go listen to your wife johnny and tommy sports entertainment <laughs> in the tussle after that comment Gargano falls off the ring apron, lightly brushes Candice LeRae, who takes a bump onto the ramp, and... She's disabled forever, potentially. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This woman's not a wrestler. She doesn't know how to take bumps like this. Her body's not powerful like other wrestlers, except for the fact that she is a wrestler, and her body is powerful like other wrestlers, so this wasn't that big of a deal. This was a weird thing to toss in for added attention. 
the fact that strange. the fact that she a the fact that she didn't want Gargano to do a street fight, which as a wrestler she should be like, yeah, that's the next thing to do, fucking yeah. tear him up. But they still played with her being like, no, I'm a lady and we do things nice and I don't like it. But then I don't want to before the match. They still had her come out and be like, hey, Gargano, go kick his ass. Yeah, go kick his ass. But I don't want to expose my lack of interest in spending all my time watching wrestling stuff. But I am about to expose that. The last time that they fought at last takeover, uh, Ciampa, part of the reason why he wanted the unsanctioned match was because Johnny Gargano was like going to his house and attacking him. Was Candice LeRae cool with that? Yeah, I don't know. That that seems like the point where you get involved. Not like, oh, Johnny, you should stop trying to fight. But it was only after that that she was like, this has gone too far. But, but, but it think, was way after that. They already had the unsanctioned match. Yeah, I think that I think that the idea maybe was that before Gargano got what should have been his vengeance, uh-huh. Candice LeRae was like, yeah, you need to fight for yourself. But then he won the unsanctioned match, and now she's like, you need to just stop fucking dealing with Ciampa. You got your life back. And Johnny Gargano has been lured into the dark side by Ciampa. Yeah, well, that's definitely obvious when you watch this match. Gargano is cruel and merciless. and But even before this, he took pleasure in announcing to the world, I'm going to fucking kill Ciampa at this street yeah. fight. It's 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 kind of fun to see this side of Gargano that's been hinted at with those thousand yard stairs for about a year. Um, I really enjoyed. So you're that saying that this is basically his like PTSD flare ups. Well, that's what I was suggesting was going to happen all the way back when we started this podcast. Yeah, that's I true. I was super into that idea. And, and I was always like, no, it's never going to happen because he's too good of a boy. And then. About three months ago, we flipped, and I was like, he's going to become evil, and you were like, no, he's too much of a good boy, and now... <laughs> yeah, and now it's back to the first. They might be painting themselves into a corner because Johnny Gargano brutalized Ciampa on this on this fight, and everyone loved it. Yeah, yeah, sometimes... I mean, we talked about it even with the unsanctioned match. Sometimes the bloodlust of the wrestling audience yeah. is a bit too much. It's like, okay, my when hero, Johnny Gargano, my babyface hero that I love, you've been wronged so badly. I want you to break this man's body into pieces and kill him. When Johnny Gargano, for instance, power bombs you into concrete or drags your body strapped to a stretcher and in a neck brace back into the ring to keep brutalizing you and the yeah. audience is cheering for that i take a moment and i go what have we become yeah are we really gonna be applauding when a guy is dragging his former best friend on a stretcher down <laughs> to the ring to beat him up with weapons while the guy is shouting, no, 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 no. He's wearing a neck brace. <laughs> and I like that, of course, because we're viewing this through the lens of wrestling, it's the heel commentator that's like, somebody should stop this, right? And it is the face commentator that's like... It's good boy Percy. No. <laughs> Johnny Gargano still deserves vengeance. 
You have clearly gotten it's, it by this point. It's happy fun time Percy. Showtime Percy Watson. <laughs> time is it? Showtime! Here we go. He decides that... Johnny I'm not Gargano, going to sleep tonight until I see inside that man's skull. I want Johnny Gargano to take a knife and castrate Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa. That is the only way. And then also he it's should only cut fair. him up. It's only fair. Kill him and cut him up. It's only fair. Yeah. Ciampa took off his wedding ring and threw it into the audience. That, by the way, was amazing. That was really great. That was amazing. But I like that that was clearly the thing that pushed Gargano over the edge because he takes about 10 minutes pawing at his empty finger like, yeah. no There used ring. to be a ring over here. Am I like, am I going crazy? Because I remember, I used to wear I remember a, ring. a woman maybe? Maybe I got married. I don't know. Champa was there. I should ask Champa. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, yeah. No, it was very. It was very interesting to see him snap like that. It was really something that I was happy to see in a way, but also felt a little weird. Thinking, yay, he's getting his revenge because it wasn't really revenge at that point. They've been telegraphing it maybe poorly with. Candice LeRae, but Gargano is going too far now. Yeah. He's, he's become she's too been, involved she's in... She's been telling him yeah. he's been going too far. You need to let this fucking go because... And look what He happened. is always going to be happy to needle you on more. Yeah. So you have to make the choice to stop fighting, and Gargano in this fight says, no, I don't. <laughs> right. And look where it ends up getting him. Head first into those fucking exposed boards. Yeah, the, like, stud boards that they built the ring with. That was really cool to see. That was really fun to see. I, I really like seeing that. I wonder if that's parting really how the they curtain. look or if they just made that ring specifically that way Oh, I think that that that's probably that. how they, how they it, built it. It probably is, and it looks really cool. Um, it was nice to see that. That's the kind of shit that, you, that would have enough give to, to work well. And... I also was a little upset that he pulled out the bolt cutters and started cutting the... Because of, you thought for a second he's going to take a finger. I was like thinking to myself, he should threaten to chop him with this bolt cutter. I, you know I what would be a great spot? It, been, it would be way too dangerous, but a great spot. Yeah. You knock Gargano out. You get the bolt cutters. You put it... And at the last second, Gargano transitions out of it and hits you. Okay, um... Don't release that part because they'll do it next time. Absolutely not. This. I want to fucking see that. Oh, I don't want to see it. Either. It's going to fuck up, dude. <laughs> it's going to be on a very special episode of Botchamania. That's the more you know right there. Whether it succeeds or fails. It'll be like that gun control commercial where the kid shoots his friend by accident. <laughs> yeah, it'll be exactly like that. So, yeah. I wasn't hallucinating that, right? That was like a commercial when we were kids. Tommaso Ciampa wins while still handcuffed. handcuffed. Yeah. He then is so broken that he has to use the stretcher to walk up the ramp. Yeah, that was great. Uh, this Where was... the fuck do we go from here? I don't know. Uh, Johnny Wrestling is suspended for beating up multiple officials. That's where we Definitely. Go. I think that that would be great because you basically have exactly what happened after. After the DIY break. Yeah, yeah. Except this time, 
this time Tommy Sports Entertainment is still around, and it's Johnny Wrestling who's gone. Oh man, yeah, no, that's a really cool idea. I hope yeah. they do it. We got Brooklyn Four coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, probably gonna have another match there. I see one of two directions this could go, and they both kind of end up in the same place. Either Gargano becomes so insane that they reform DIY as, as a, evil DIY. As evil DIY. Yeah, we were we were coming up with great names for this during a uh, takeover. I just came up with another one. Oh yeah, tell me. Devil what? De- Devil I. It doesn't sound great. Devil I. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not impressed. Maybe it's the delivery. DIY. Devil evil. Uh, I'm trying to do an. Duh evil eye. The evil <laughs> well, I always had. I had. I'll workshop that. DIY, you do this. DIY, I suggested. Yeah, I suggested, not. Yeah, I suggested you, DIY, yeah. not DIY care. Yeah. Um, so either DIY, but it's W H Y, and then there's a question mark, and then there's why, like why, a why, tortured, why, agonized why. face yeah, yeah, is, yeah. instead of the little smiley face. It's yeah, like a sure. tortured face, like pulling at its face with Egon Sheila hands. <laughs> Casey couldn't tell that we both went to art school at one point. Yeah. <laughs> or they keep fighting. But I think that either way, the match has got to be with Candice LeRae in it. I think that Candice LeRae yeah. should finally get so pissed off that she's angry at Champa, angry at her husband. And if they've become a tag team again, it's Beats a handicap sh- yeah. match. Or it's a three-way and Gargano's like, honey, I'm not gonna fight you, but I still, I still gotta, gotta fight this Champa guy. You know, he's, he's, he's in my head. He, he's evil. He's evil, as the guy said. He's the devil. Right. Oh yeah. And she's like, that's fine if you don't want to fight me. I'm kicking both of your asses. You've pushed this too far. I like that. I wonder if she's also gonna have a plant in the audience to give her a stop sign. <laughs> I, that was really fun because you could tell they worked it all out. It's like you ripped the signs. You can't rip this one. because you, you Why can see, can't he rip yeah, it? You could see him like fumbling around trying to get to the right spot to make sure that he couldn't rip the sign. It was pretty good. That was a really fun spot. And it said, use this sign, Johnny. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was good. So uh, we, had a, we had a great time watching these two bad boys beat each other up and bleed all over the place. Like always... I really can't wait to see what the next fucking month is going to be. Yeah, no, really. It's going to be exciting. We'll probably see a lot of EC3, I hope. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, we'll Maybe see. a return of your favorite, the the finest? Oh, Maybe. yeah. You know what? I want to see a lot more of him. I want to see a lot more Kona Reeves. <laughs> I want to see him come out with two top hats on. And a, and, a, and a cane with a diamond top. The second gangliest man in NXT after Kyle O'Reilly. Who... I, honestly, I'm really <laughs> excited for Kona Reeves, and that is, a, that is a true statement. Did you see in that fucking Pete Dunn-Kyle O'Reilly match? That was the one time that I have to concede. Yeah, chimpanzee. He was just... <laughs> oh, when he was just flailing his arms around without like really controlling them at all? Yeah. Yes. For no benefit, presumably. Just just for fun. Yeah. Just, just 
for fun. I mean, you know, Look Kyle how noodly I can get. He likes, to, he likes to have fun. He'll lay on the floor and just <laughs> wiggle around at you. What are you going to do? Can't wrestle him. Scoot around on his butt, yeah. wiggling his arms above his head. Yeah. One of the most frightening things a sports entertainer can see. Well, that's been What's NXT. Yep. I've been Tristan Marsh. I've been Alec Basio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. You can contact us on Gmail at whatsnxtpod at gmail.com. Just because you're not a Chris doesn't mean you can't contact this podcast. Good job. Holla, holla, holla. Are you going to set up a tag match later in the show? You know it, playa. Um, I know those. I know Teddy Long jokes are so fucking tired. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I don't care. He's funny. He's great. Fuck you guys. He's funny. Wrestling in the goddamn USA. You can listen to us next time in one month yep. to find out what's next. What's NXT? Wrestling in the USA. Wrestling in the USA. Wrestling in the USA. Hey, Emily, what do you think about wrestling in the USA?